This is Pastor Eric King with Praise Experience Church in the city of Fontana, California. Thank you for listening to this podcast today. I know you're going to be blessed by what you hear, and it will change your life. Be blessed as you hear the message. The third day changed everything. So today I want to talk here on Easter Sunday. I want to talk about the third day changed everything. Uh, If there was a score to be made or a score to be settled, and Jesus had no score to settle, as I was studying for this message, I thought, "Mm," in my mind, Jesus settled the score. Man, Jesus got him back, you know. And I thought again, Jesus didn't come to settle scores. He came to save and to seek to save those that were lost. He, I mean, settling scores was not his thing. We settle scores. And I had to kind of change my perspective of the message. But from a natural perspective, Jesus settled the score. And you'll find out as I go through the message here. It was a... It was one thing for Christ to be born and another for him to be crucified. How many many of you believe that Jesus, the the children that are in here, how many of you believe the story of the crucifixion of Jesus? That Jesus was hung on the cross, his hands were nailed to the cross. Y'all believe that? Do you believe it because your grandmother told you? You believe it because you believe it, right? All right, good, good. You're one step further to communicating with God or having a relationship with God. So it was one thing for Christ to be born and another thing for him to be crucified on the cross at the age of 33. Christ died at the age of 33. Now, I was watching the, uh, is his name Nipsey Hussle? Anyway, I was watching a little bit of the funeral of um, Mr. Hussle. And uh, somebody was on there, and they were they were trying to they were trying to make a comparison of Nipsey Hussle dying at the age of thirty three, and Jesus dying at the age of thirty three, and they were saying that he did a lot of work for people. He did a, he did a lot of things for people. I didn't know who Nipsey Hussle was until they you know talked about him being shot on the news. I'm going, who is Nipsey Hussle? And, why is all, why are all of these people all gathered around his his shop and who is it? They didn't do that for Tupac. And my wife says that's because he didn't do the work that mm-hmm. Nipsey did. I, and I understand that. I was just kind of throwing it out there, um, Mrs. King. And um, they were comparing him to Jesus, the work that. But there's really no comparison. Mm -hmm. Jesus did a whole lot more than Nipsey did. uh, Saved a lot more souls than Nipsey did. Now Nipsey gave criminals, convicted criminals that were released from jail, from prison. He gave them jobs. That's all he hired. That's a good thing, you know. Uh, And even uh, President Barack Obama gave him, you know, a tribute and said how great the man was and this, that, and the other. And before the funeral could even be over good, they started talking about naming a street after him. Um, So Jesus is crucified at the age of 33. But when he was raised from the dead on the third day, 
That changed everything. Uh, as I said, Jesus had a score to settle with some people because in all of the things that took place before he was crucified, it was all unjust. When you, when you find uh, yourself in a situation, an unjust situation, people accusing you of things you didn't do, you know you didn't do, men in jail right now accused of doing, killing people and this, that, and the other, and they're innocent, but they're in jail. Um, when you're uh, accused of things like that, it makes you kind of feel kind of bad. They lied on Jesus. Um, so... After they, they lied on him and he goes through illegal trials, six trials. I don't think they even read him his rights. Uh, you do that today. Um, don't read somebody their rights. Uh, they walk in, innocent or guilty. That's the law. But Jesus, you know, he was cool about the whole thing. He was interrogated without an, an attorney. And uh, today, you, you keep your mouth shut unless you have an attorney. Don't go in there. Well, you know, I was just down in. I was at the store, and, and I saw the man, and he just walked up on me, and then I accidentally hit him with my elbow in his face, and he just fell out on the floor. Shut your mouth. You don't have an attorney. You don't want people to start filling in blanks that shouldn't be filled in. Just be quiet. You get arrested, don't talk. That goes for everybody, even kids. Hopefully I, none of y'all ever get arrested. I hope, I, God forbid, that you get arrested at seven years old or eight years old. If you do, keep your mouth shut. Don't say a word. Because today, police officers know how to manipulate kids. Oh, so you did? You did. You did hit him with the bat, right? You, you, but you didn't mean to hit him with the bat, right? You, you, you hit him, right? Yeah, I hit him. But, but you know, I didn't mean to hit him. But, but see, they're not going to put in there, I didn't mean to hit him. They'll just say, oh, he hit him. He hit him with malice. Don't say a word. So Jesus is accused of all of these things, and he doesn't say a word. And he doesn't say a word because he's protecting somebody. Not only was he protect, well, let me back that up. He's protecting, he, I was getting ready to say he was protecting himself. He needed no protection. He was protecting us as sinners. Protecting us as sinners. He didn't, Jesus didn't have to go around, hey, you know what? My dad's God. My dad's the, you know, creator of the universe. My dad can go poof. And Jesus didn't go around doing all that kind of stuff. Jesus was about doing his father's business. That's why he came here. He came as an instrument. That's why we kept, we were born, we came here as instruments, and Jesus saved us when we said, yes, God, I, what do you want me to do, Lord? I surrender my life to you. We came, we became instruments. So Jesus is falsely arrested. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane. Check it out now. Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, jailing, and he's minding his own business. He's just praying, oh, God, oh, let this cup pass. Jesus, let this cup pass. Oh, Jesus, oh. And all of a sudden, Roman soldiers step in, 
they walk up and they want to arrest Jesus, what are they arresting him for? Well, the first thing you would, you would say is, what are you arresting me for? Put your hands behind your back. What did I do? Put your hands behind your back. You know, he's being arrested. So Jesus is praying in the garden of Gethsemane, minding his own business. They arrest him. He's put through six trials. He's interrogated without an attorney, falsely accused of some things. They drug him through the streets in disgrace before they nailed him to the cross. He was treated worse than a criminal. Worse than a criminal. How many criminals you know get dragged through the street, you know, knocked upside the head, you know, lied on, and uh, all that kind of stuff, and go to six trials? You don't get no six trials today. You, if you get six trials today, you got a good attorney. So Jesus is put on trial. He's drugged through the streets and nailed to the cross and treated worse than a criminal. Look at your Bibles now, Luke 23, Luke 23 and 1. And it says, then the whole multitude of them arose and led him to Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, we found this fellow, and this is the New International Version, we found this fellow perverting nation, perverting the nation, and forbidding to pay tax to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ, a king. Verse 3, then Pilate asked him, saying, are you the king of the Jews? He answered him and said, it is as you say. Verse 4, so Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowd, I find no fault in this man. Good verdict there. Verse 5, but they were more fierce, saying, he stirs up, he stirs up the people. They, 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 they they, they just didn't like what Pilate said, and they went, okay, wait a minute. We got to get him on something. Let's just say he disturbed. Disturbing the people? What kind of, what kind of, that's no reason to arrest nobody. Disturbing the peace? Um, I think there's a law now. You can't disturb the peace, but, I mean, come on now. Put in jail, beat, nailed to a cross for disturbing the peace? I don't think so. I'm going to read verse 5 again, but they were the more fierce, saying, he stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee to this place. He's all over the place, teaching, preaching, healing people, getting people right, getting people out of sin. Let's arrest him and throw him in jail because we don't want people saved. We don't want people healed. We don't want people to know the truth. So let's arrest him and put him in jail. Mm -hmm. Well, it kind of sounds like, kind of, sort of sounds like what happened to Martin Luther King. <gasps> now, this is, I'm just going to say this, and it's been said before, so it is not news. It's been, some people say the federal government was behind assassinating Martin Luther King. I don't know. Mm, but it's the kind of thing that make you go, as uh, Arsenio Hall used to say, hmm, you, you have to think about it. Because they didn't like Martin. Some, some people in government didn't care for Martin Luther King. Oh, he was getting some folk free. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. He was getting some people free. Jesus was just freeing people. Arrested. Well, why would you treat an innocent man 
they did Jesus. If that would have happened today, as I said, there would have been outrage. You would have heard people on TV talking about no justice, no peace, no justice, no peace. So Jesus may have been thinking, you know what? With all the lies, um, the betrayal of his friend Judas, mm -hmm. you got Judas that betrayed him. Peter denying that he knew Jesus. Jesus knew that on the third day, all, when all that was before all that was gone, he knew on the third day, I'm going to get up. Y'all can lie on me. Y'all can mm -hmm. spit on me. You can nail me to the cross. Uh, Judas, I thought you were my friend, man. You done betrayed me. I knew it was gonna happen. I'm just, I was just waiting for it to happen. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's Jesus knew ahead of time. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Peter, of all people, Peter, 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 <laughs> he denies Jesus. I don't know that man. Uh -huh. no, yeah, I saw you hanging out with him. No, I don't know him. What y'all talking about? I don't know that man. Jesus may have been thinking all during all that. I told y'all that if you kill me. On the third day, I'm going to be resurrected. Mm -hmm. Who do you know that says on the third day, y'all can do whatever, tell the police, y'all can do whatever y'all want to do to me, but I'm going to come back on the third day, and I'm going to get you, I'm going to get your mama, I'm going to get your daddy, I'm going to get, the police will be going, get in the car, get, get in the car and shut up. <laughs> Jesus said, y'all go ahead and kill me. Mm -hmm. I'm coming back in three days. I'm coming back on the third day. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, they, they apparently didn't pay any attention to what Jesus had said. And they kept proceeding with their plan to illegally try him and eventually charge Jesus uh, and sentence him to death. Sentence him to the cross. Matthew 27 and 31. After they finish, the soldiers took off the robe. Now, this is after they, they beat him and he's on the cross and the whole bit. The soldiers, and I'm reading again the New International Version. The soldiers took off the robe and put his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to be crucified. That was before. I said it was before. But it's this was before. When they led him away, he got closer to the third day. When they led Jesus away, every step of the way, through the whole process, Jesus got closer to the third day. Y'all saying, what you talking about, third day, pastor? He got closer to the third day, J.M. R.J., he got closer to the third day. Whatever they did to him, the nails in the hand, nailed him in his feet, and every time they did something to him, he got closer to the third day. He told them, now remember, he told them, y'all do, do what y'all want to do, I'm coming back on the third day. When they led him away, he got closer to the third day. The Roman governor, um, Pontius Pilate, gave the order for Jesus to be crucified. In Matthew 16 and 21, Jesus says to his disciples that he was going, and I read that passage, that he was going to Jerusalem to suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief 
priests and the teachers of the law. Now check this out. These are ordinary people um, responsible for a king, king of kings, the son of God being crucified on the cross. But Jesus, back to Matthew 16, but Jesus tells them that he was going to be killed. Jesus tells them he was going to be killed. And on the third day, he would be raised up. Peter apparently didn't believe in Jesus. He didn't, he didn't believe in his teachings because he, if he would have believed in Jesus' teachings, Peter wouldn't have denied him. When, he, when they was asking Peter, Do you, no, I don't know him. Peter didn't believe that Jesus was going to be raised on the third day because after Jesus gives them the message, Peter says, um, you know, he does a little sidebar, you know, after Jesus says, well, you know, sometimes when your kids say something they shouldn't be saying, mm -hmm. and you'll bring them up, come here, why, why did you say that? Peter calls Jesus over to a sidebar and says, um, hey, uh, Jay, um, this, this ain't going to happen, man. We, you know, we got your back, man. And I'm paraphrasing. Didn't say that in the Bible, so y'all don't get a feel of where we got your back, man. You what you talking about? You gonna be killed. We not gonna let nobody kill you, man. What's up? You know, come on. Jesus looks at Peter and says, Get behind me, Satan. You an offense to me. You know why he told him to get behind him? Because he knew that Peter was going to deny him. So Jesus takes the opportunity to call him a devil right before his face. So he didn't, he, it wasn't hearsay because, you know, if, if, if they would have told Peter, you, Peter, man, Jesus called you Satan. Mm -hmm. Peter would have went, no, nah, me and Jesus, we close, man. Jesus would never call me Satan. What's up, man? Mm -hmm. Jesus called him Satan to his face mm -hmm. because he knew he was going to deny him. Kind of sounds like Peter was going to uh, try to protect Jesus, uh, but he couldn't. You can't protect people that are on an assignment. You 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 can try, but it's almost like um, like something slippery. You try to hold on to it, and it just slips through your hand. And every time you grab it, it's you can. They couldn't protect Jesus. Jesus was on an assignment. He not only just an assignment. He was on a divine assignment, a divine assignment. If you remember Peter, uh, you know, he cut off the Roman soldier's ear in the Garden of Gethsemane. He called himself protecting Jesus. They, well, why, if Peter was so bad, check it out now. If Peter was so cool, if Peter was so gangster, why did he only cut the guy's ear off? Why didn't he just stab him in the chest? Mm -hmm. Get them both. I got them for you, G. But no, he just, he punks out and he just cuts off an ear. What was that? I would have been like, what if I, <laughs> if I was one of the disciples, I'd have been, what you just cut his ear off for? What? what? He, he still got another ear he can hear. What was that all about? Why didn't you just knock him out and drag him somewhere and tie him up so Jesus could get away? And Jesus tells Peter, no, man, don't do that. We, we're not gangster here. You 
And Jesus picks up, the Bible says, he picks up the man's ear, Jayden. The man's ear was cut off. Mm -hmm. He picks up his ear and puts it back on. Now, if I was a Roman soldier and that happened to me, they sent me to arrest Jesus, who they probably told the soldiers, well, we're arresting him because he's a fraud. I would have went to the other Roman soldier. Uh, hey, man, I'm done. I'm out. I, I'm not arresting this man. You see what he just did? He put my ear back on my head. Some, he, he must be somebody. He, for him to do that, I would have walked away and said, no, you on your own, bro. Roy, you, maybe his name was Roy. Roy, you on your own. And uh, I ain't taking Jesus in. Uh, as a matter of fact, Jesus, do you have a place with me with the disciple boys here? I, I just want to be a part of your group. I want to be a part of your gang because you do that was a miracle. So Jesus was arrested. Arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus calls uh, Peter Satan. It was the third day that changed everything for us in this room. It was the third day. That's why, um, it, and not just us in this room, it was the third day that changed everything for the world. Oh, yeah, they, we, we try to get past the resurrection by calling it Easter. You know, we don't have very many commercial people. You don't see nothing in the store that says resurrection Easter baskets. You're not going to see that in the no. store. Resurrection counter. Resur uh, uh, you're not going to see a, what they call it, a, 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 a setup in the store. You know how they have in bonds. You have all it, you know, you know, during Thanksgiving, you have the yams in the can and buy certain. You're not going to see nothing that says a sign that says resurrection and um, communion elements sitting on the table. Mm -hmm. Grape juice saying, get your communion. <laughs> get your communion elements and celebrate the resurrection of, you're not going to find that in the no. store. So they call it Easter. Bring in the bunny, everybody. Let's bring the bunny in. Hop them along. And this is what Easter. Now, I know that, it, you know, there's an Easter. I, but you're not going to find it because Jesus is pushed out. Mm -hmm. he's, he, he's pushed. Easter is not about a bunny. Uh, it's about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So on the third day, it was the third day that changed everything for the world. Matthew 28 and 1, and I'm almost to. Matthew 28 and 1. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. Now, here's, there's, there's a lesson even in that first verse. There's a lesson uh, in the first verse. There's a lesson to men. In that first verse, because um, women are always on it. You you want something done? Get a woman. Oh yeah. Um, all of these women end up at the tomb. No, there was no men's meeting at the tomb. There was a women's meeting at the tomb. A woman can talk about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Verse two. There was a violent earthquake, mm -hmm. for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolling back the stone, and sat on it. Angel from the Lord. Verse 3. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook 
and became like dead men. Why did they shake and become like dead men? Because something happened on the third day. Something happened on the third day. Verse 5, the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. Mm -hmm. Verse 6, the third day. What happened on the third day? Verse 6 tells us, he is not here. He has risen just as he said, come see the place where he lay. Just come see the place. Y'all don't believe me? You don't believe that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up from the grave in three days? Come see the place. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a tour where they put me. Come see the place. Mm-hmm. Come, come see the place where they thought they were going to leave me. But because of the Holy Spirit and because of my Father, I'm not even there. When Jesus says that he's going to do something, when we find in the word of God, what Jesus says, it is no joke. It is the truth. When you read the Bible and the Bible tells you to do this, tells you to do that, it's not a joke. It's the truth. If, if you see it in red letter or even not red letter, let me just put it this way. If you see it in red letter, you better, um, you better perk up, perk, perk up. It's like when you're doing a, a special paper and you want to highlight something in that paper, you put it in yellow. You know, put, put it all in yellow. You want to make sure that I need to say this. When Jesus says, I'm going to get up on the third day, they thought, oh, well, he's just running his mouth. We're just trying to get him to tell us what we, he, Jesus, he, Notice that nobody questioned him about the third day. Did they? Okay, now, in the, in the six trials, I may have missed something, even in the six trials. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. I would love to hear from you if this word has blessed your life. Sometimes we never know whose lives we're touching, but it's always good to know when you're touching somebody's life. If you can send me an email, you can email me at praiseexperiencechurch at gmail.com. Feel like calling, leaving a message saying you were blessed by the podcast? You can call me at 909-214-3500. Again, that's 909-214-3500. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can go to our website, www.praiseexperiencechurch.com Click on Give to PEC on the tab that says Give to PEC and you can be a blessing to our ministry. Our mailing address is Praise Experience Church Post Office Box 4322 Rancho Cucamonga, California Again, that's Post Office Box 4322 Rancho Cucamonga, C-U-C-A-M-O-N-G-A, California 91726. Have a great week and be blessed. And remember, we serve a great God.